0: Hello again, dear ones. Reverend Robert with you here on the New Thought Media Network. It's Friday night at 5, and that means it's time for the good news here on New Thought Media Network. We do this every Friday evening, a collection of the good news stories that I have found from around the Internet on uh, various different platforms that I think you'll enjoy and will be able to take into your weekend and share with your friends as well thank you to our producer diego behind the scenes flipping through the banners letting us know what's going on and controlling uh, well a whole lot of things including uh the timing of this program so thank you diego for keeping us on time as you always do in conscious all right first up story first story of the night Parts of the Great Barrier Reef are showing the best coverage they have in 36 years, which is as long as they've been monitoring. Uh, today, published today, the group's annu- uh, the Great Barrier Reef, uh, sorry, Australia's Institute of Marine Science published recently their annual summer report, and what they're seeing is a great increase. Some areas up from 26, 27 percent since 2021's measurement. Now, this is kind of a one step forward, two step back type of thing. No, it's two steps forward, one step back type of thing, because we do lose a little bit every year to bleaching. But every year, scientists are learning a little bit more about how the bleaching happens. And the bleaching events of 2020 and 2022 uh, so far this year are not uh, as uh, intensive as bleaching events back in 2016 and 2017. So we're gaining some, and we're not losing as much. We're gaining more than we have before, and not losing as much. Good news here for the Great Barrier Reef. Uh, it's an uh, it's important part of our ecosystem, folks. You know, we are all one, and all of it is working together here on planet Earth. Next story, this is one, this is not, I mean, this sounds political, but it's not. Uh, this has been in, in the works for a long, long time. Laredo, Texas, and uh, their sister city, Nuevo Laredo, Laredo uh, are moving forward with a project to create a, a unilateral multinational park multi-border, multinational park. Now, you would still have to go through customs uh, between each side, and you couldn't just cross the border willy-nilly. However, uh, these two towns have long been border cities, and uh, this area was earmarked for a big, huge steel wall under the Trump administration. Uh, that is no longer so, and uh, they have a group of nonprofits that are working specifically a group called No Border Wall, no border wall Coalition uh, to make sure that border wall doesn't go up and, and split this city. Uh, it really is one city, and the border just kind of happened to find its way <laughs> in between. Uh, so the good news is the people of Laredo and Nuevo Laredo are working together to ensure that that doesn't continue to happen, uh, it's another, this is a great story of oneness, of coming together and recognizing that uh, we're all one people. We're all working, we're all living this thing called life. Let's live it together. Hey, next up, speaking of living it together. Uh, this is a, a follow-up on the sto- on a story we've done in the past. Last year, we reported on the Langholm Initiative. They're a charity in Scotland. And last year, through crowd-raising, uh, they raised 3.8 million pounds and were able to buy 5,200 acres from the Duke of Buccleuch. Now, that happened last year. We reported on that on our podcast version of this program. This week, well, they picked up another 5,300 acres and they got a better bargain. Only 2.2 million pounds for that uh, 5,300 5, acres, pretty much doubling the size of their conservatory. And um, this is all part of the Taras Valley Natural Reserve. Uh, And this is good work, folks. This is what we need to see people thinking locally, acting locally. Now, you may not have the opportunity to pick up 5200 acres of land somewhere, but you might have something that you can swap for somebody or you might just have the wherewithal to put together a a campaign or or a fund or whatever it might be. We're all finding unique ways to make this happen to make a world that works for everyone, to create something where we can all come together and be together, uh, in, in this case, in nature. But it happens in a lot of great, weird, wild, and amazing ways. Uh, our next story tonight is one of those ones that just makes me go, hmm. Uh, turns out that Douglas and Tamaris were about to get married uh, and, uh, as they showed up at the, at the, as the, the bride showed up at the church, they recognized there was a stray dog lurking about. Now, I'm pretty sure the stories, the photos we're seeing are all staged after the fact. Uh, they might be a bit taken in the moment. However, the story is that the dog didn't get in the way, uh, and actually stood and respectfully watched the Event and watch the ceremony, and when the couple went to leave, the dog said, take me with you, and they decided they would. I love these kinds of stories. Uh, I love these types of stories because, again, it shows our interconnectedness, and I want to, okay, let's believe that these are are real photos and weren't taken after they cleaned up the pooch. Uh, They said he was in pretty rough shape at the wedding, and they wanted to uh, help out the puppy dog. Good work, folks. You know, animal life, pets, and vital aspects of our mental and spiritual well-being. I encourage you to to treat your pets with uh, a lot of love and a lot of respect. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here, tell you a little bit more about some of the things that are happening here on the New Thought Media Network. Now, First up, I want to invite you and let you know that there is still room at this year's summer international conference in geneva uh, and there's room if you would like to get virtual tickets and join us virtually uh, here's a little more information about that i'll be back shortly with more good news stories here on new thought media network don't go away we'll be right back With more good news here on the New Thought Media Network, Reverend Robert, with you here on a Friday evening. Thank you so much, folks, for sharing, liking, and subscribing. Well, we're getting closer and closer to our first goal of a thousand subscribers on YouTube. If you're not subscribed over there, please help us out. Hit that button over on that platform. And I want to, before we go any further, I want to say thank you. To the organizations that are instrumental in helping making all this happen. And that's our sources. Uh, Diego has been sharing some of those on, on the banners with us already this evening. We get most of our stories over at the goodnewsnetwork.org a great organization, fresh stories every day that remind us of the good news that's happening on the planet. Please do head on over to their sites, give them a like, give them a subscribe, give them a little bit of love that they deserve. And then sunnyskies.com, also another great resource. Uh, We love them and all kinds of fun. And they've got a lot more, sometimes some of the funnier or wackier stories out there that maybe we don't feature on this program. What you can find. And then our friends over on the UK, positive.news, predominantly European and UK-based news sources. Uh positive.news. Let us know if you know of a great news source or would like to share a good news story with us. Just head on over to goodnews at ntmedia.org, send us an email, and let us know of what good news sources you find, and we'll check them out. Or if you know of a specific story, we'd love to hear that. As well, and if you want to come on the show and be a guest host someday night, uh, let us know. We'll give you a segment. Come join us. It's not as it's a lot easier and more fun than it looks. All right, hey, it, back into the good news stories. Uh, not that we are uh, financial advisors by any means, but it would look like if you were open to a job opportunity or perhaps starting a new business, recycling photovoltaic solar panels could be a big game in the coming years. Uh, a Reistad energy ana- analysis shows recycled materials from PV panels at the end of their lifespan will be worth more than $2.7 billion in 2030 as compared to just $170 million this year. So in the next several years... Uh, And Diego's got a great chart for us there. Thank you, Brother Diego. Uh, The trend is only going to increase and accelerate. Uh, We could be approaching $80 billion uh, by 2050 in, in projected value of recycled photo solar panels. There's all kinds of things in these panels precious metal, metals, other uh, rare earth metals. However, piece, uh, recycled PV materials in North America in 2037 is to be projected worth $1.7 billion and with Europe set to hold $1.4 billion. Sounds like an emerging industry if you ask me. And if I were in the recycling business, I'd probably start looking at how do I make that happen uh, in the coming years as well. Hey, here's another story that I really found enjoyable, uh, mostly because I love music. And as I read through, there's a lot of things in here that are like, oh, wow. Yeah, I've always known this. But here it is with some scientific research behind this. This is Louie. Louie found that older adults who listen to some of their favorite music, including the Beatles, uh, connected and and. Their connectivity in the brain increased. Now she's a part of a multidisciplinary team, other music therapists, neurologists, geriatric psychiatrists. What they this team has discovered is that music bridges the gap between the brain's auditory system and reward system. I think I could have told you that. (laughs) Uh, We feel rewarded when we hear good music. We want to move, we want to dance. Well, there's something about music that is the functional connectivity between the auditory and reward system. And that's why music is so special and able to tap into these seemingly very general cognitive functions that are suddenly very very engaged in folks with dementia who are hearing music. That's a direct quote from Louie herself. She directs the Music Imaging and Neural Dynamics Lab. And her work was published in Nature's Scientific Reports. So this is not just some, you know, woo-woo psychology. This isn't some woo-woo researchers here. Uh, this it goes into very good, very scientific research published. Uh, and playlists, uh, it, it, the study includes things such as playlists and the need for those to be different for different people. Music's ability to calm older adults and people with mental illness is well documented, said Louis, but what's less known is how and to what extent music can help improve memory, cognition, and executive function. That's something we're working on right now. I love this. She concludes by saying, we're trying to design these new therapies to take advantage of the rhythmic properties of music and the rhythmic properties of the brain. And the tuning of neural populations towards the acoustic signals of the music might be useful for improving cognition. I think it is. I always feel smarter when I get done listening to a good tune, don't you? Good news, folks. I love how how music is integral to everything we're doing. Hey let's do a follow up. Now we've been following this story for a few years because we reported on this last year and I know we reported on it in 2020. Uh, and I believe we reported on it even in 2019, way back when uh, before this was the, when this was still a podcast. Uh, there's a neighborhood outside of Peoria, Illinois for the ne- past nine years. Uh, Well, Suzanne Miller started 10 years ago. She started this 10 years ago. And the first year they did it, they raised $220. Well, the number has been growing and growing and growing. And this year they topped out at over $3,500. That's one day of sales at a lemonade stand. You see the picture there and the kids that did it. All the money raised is going to St. Jude. They've been doing Children's Hospital. They've been doing this now. ten. This is the 10th year, uh, and that's where I got my numbers mixed up. Suzanne, uh, this is the first year Suzanne didn't uh, lead the whole project and left the project and had uh, some helpers. She, she handed off to a couple of her neighbors, Leslie Rotham and, uh, and Rotham's children, uh, ran the stand on Suzanne's behalf this year. Congratulations once again, kids. Good work. Good work. Hey, folks, you know, here at the New Thought Media Network, yes, we share the good news. Yes, we share all kinds of great stories. Yes, we go to fun conferences. And there's another great conference coming up right in the same time frame this coming week, next week as well. This one's here on the, uh, East, on the United States uh, at Unity Village. We want to make sure you know about that as well. So stay with us. We've got more news coming right after the break. Don't go anywhere. This is the New Thought Media Network and more good news coming. See you in a moment. with more of the good news here on new thought media network it's a friday evening hot and muggy here in colorado i trust the weather's better where you are hey folks be sure send us an email at a at ntmedia.org with all your good news stories we'd love to feature one of the stories you find here on the program and be sure to visit our links in the show description So all of our shows, all of our stories. You can follow up more. Many of these have videos you can check out and other images and such like that. So follow up and do a little more uh, on your own in our stories. Okay, next up on our third segment, uh, trains in England were recently disrupted uh, thanks to a three-foot giant tortoise. Now, folks were able to eventually save this tortoise from... Uh, any any real damage. He did uh, suffer so, some shell breakage, had a little breakage to his shell. Uh, you can kind of see it there. But all his organs were intact. Everything was okay. Uh, it says here that tortoises can move quite quickly when they want to. And he was up almost a half a mile from his home. He, he escaped from a shelter where he lives. Uh, they don't share the tortoise's name, but uh, oh, I'm sorry, they do it. It's Clyde. Uh, so Clyde, uh, made his daring escape, ended up on the tracks running from the law, maybe I guess. And, uh, but, uh, a number of good citizens were able to alert the train, uh, authority and their workers. They were able to save and bring it, get him back to his home. Hey, here's another, so I'm glad it's Clyde's safe. Um, here's, a, an interesting story that I found, um. There's a great video here and uh, we want you to head over to the website so you can watch the video. It's a drone. Now these are being pioneered on the beaches of Spain and the company's called General Drones and they've supplied up to 30 of these uh, to be used. And it's a pretty big size drone. That picture there makes it look smaller than it really is. It's a pretty big size drone. And the idea is that it flies out over the ocean is controls from land and drops a life jacket to streamer, swimmers in distress. There's a really good video uh, of how a, a young man was a young teenager was in distress. Uh, rough waters. They were having a hard time getting a jet ski to him, and the drone was able to maneuver and drop him a life vest. He was able to hang on to that until they were able to get the jet, jet ski in place uh, and effect a rescue. Because of the heavy waves, it was a very complicated maneuver, but they were able to bring the, the young man out alive. Uh, looks like great technology. I love it. Really helpful technology. And, folks, it's we're, we're here, and we need to look to technology f- to support us, and... Never lose sight of the human touch as well. Our next story is introducing you to a true human hero. Seven-year-old Messiah uh, is a hero after he helped rescue a three-year-old toddler uh, that was drowning in a swimming pool. This all happened in Sacramento. Uh, it all happened last week. Messiah was at the pool at his apartment complex. And he, when he got there, he noticed something out of the ordinary, went running and jumped into the deep end of the pool. Uh, there was a young child of three. Uh, they were able to revive the child, bring him up. Uh, adults kind of ca- caught an idea of what was happening. Uh, that's Messiah on the left there. And I think it's his sister, uh, relative Savannah. Uh, they were able to call nine one one. one of the people there was well trained in, uh, was able to perform CPR. Important part there, folks. Oh, if you can get your CPR training updated. I'm a little overdue on mine. Uh, I'll admit that I need to get out there and get that done again. Uh, but, uh, take that training. Uh, they were able to transport the child, uh, and, uh, the the child was on life support, is expected to make a recovery. Uh, What a great story. Congratulations, young man. Lataya, thank you so much for being a hero, for just going the way, doing what needed to be done, and, and getting it done. And you know, folks, sometimes we don't even know who those people are that go out of our way. Our final story tonight comes to us as one of those good news stories out of Kentucky. If you haven't heard, there's been some serious flooding happening uh, in Eastern Kentucky, and uh, the the story is that a young man, Randy Polly uh, witnessed this. Now Polly reported this to CNN. He got stranded on a piece of high ground dry land uh, in Whitesburg, Kentucky. Uh, after a few hours, he heard shouting and screaming from across the street, which was now a river. And it was people calling for help. Uh, he tried to call nine one one emergency services, but that uh, they were overwhelmed. And it was about uh, after a few, uh, at about that time that he noticed someone had jumped in and was swimming towards the house. Person swam, started banging on the doors and the windows. All in all, Polly said it took about a half an hour, but the man was able to get inside the house and able to rescue. Three people, ninety-eight-year-old uh, Missy Crevetti. Uh, I'm sorry, Missy is a member of the family. Uh, she said that her grandmother and uncle and brother were all safe. Three generations. The man who swam and got them out of the house. No idea who he is. Didn't stick around to say. Didn't stick around to be to be thanked. Didn't stick around to be interviewed. Just did what he had to do, got the work done, and got out of there. So, sir, I doubt you'll ever see this broadcast, but in case you do, kudos to you. Congratulations. Thank you so much for being who you are and doing what you do. You know, folks, it it takes a village. It takes all of us working together. No matter what it might be, when the time is there, I know that we're all doing what we need to do uh, to get the job done. Before we go tonight, I want to say thank you. To our sponsors and committed givers, those that make sure we're able to do this work and share on uh, that good. If you'd like to be part of our committed giving co- campaign, please head over to the website, ntmedia.org, click on donate, and we'll get some, and uh, you'll have an opportunity that. Uh, in the meantime, please take 30 seconds and help us say thank you to our committed givers. On behalf of everyone at New Thought Media Network, thank you for being a member of our virtual family. Your financial contributions help share the New Thought message with people from around the world. Please visit and contribute at www.ntmedia.org forward slash donate. New Thought Media Network, come be you. And please like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, peace, and blessings. All right, folks, thanks for being with us. Stay tuned. Coming up next in just 30 minutes, I'm Pastor Michael Mangus and the Friday's Fireside Chat starts at six o'clock Mountain Time, and of course, our evening prayers, 815 Mountain Time here on the New Thought Media Network. I'm Rev. Robert. I'm out of here for now. I love you. I can't wait until we connect again, but until then, I want to wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now.